I don't care if you're doing prostitution, if you're selling buggy whips, or you're selling real estate, or selling cars. It's how much is each car, how many times do they buy from you, and how many people do you sell them to. And he goes, you could either increase any one of those, and that is going to have a direct impact on your business long term. Hey there, fellow realtors. What is the number one question on every realtor's mind, yet they'll never ever share it out loud? Where is my next deal coming from? This question literally consumes the minds of most realtors, draining their energy, limiting their self-confidence, limiting their ability to succeed. It's time we flip the script. Ask yourself a new question. How do I build a trackable, duplicatable, repeatable, profitable, and even scalable real estate business without buying expensive leads, without paying exorbitant fees, or even discounting our commissions on listings that won't even sell? At the 10X Real Estate Warrior Nation podcast, we'll answer all these questions and so much more. My name is Sean Chalice, and I'll be your host. Hey there, 10X Real Estate Warriors. How are you today? So, got a great uh, thing today. We actually spoke with a young lady about uh, getting into the real estate business. Um, and, you know, it was an interesting story because it kind of helped me reflect on, uh, you know, my humble beginnings and getting in the real estate business and why uh, I was so confident in what I was doing. You know, um, so we're talking to this young lady, AJ, and, you know, when I explained to her, and I said, you know, Real estate is not what everybody seems. It's not that, you know, my friend, family member, brother, sister, cousin, mother, dad did it part-time. And um, and there's plenty of people that do do it part-time. But there's plenty of people that do it full-time and as a career. I mean, I've been in the business for over 30 years now and 25 on the sales side. And, you know, i got to tell you, when I first got out of the Army, um, you know, I was telling the story to this young kid. And I said, hey, you know, when when I actually got um, out of the out of the uh, high school, I enrolled in the army and I was the kid with the purple mohawk and the checkered sneakers. And the and the the, tr- the recruiter actually drove me to the pharmacy at 5:30 in the morning to buy a pink bic razor. Again, yeah, a pink bic razor to shave off my purple mohawk off the top of my head. And I'll never forget what he said. He says, "You know, kid, if I send you to basic training with that, they're going to kill you." And so I was like, th- very thankful that he did that. Um, but, you know, after serving my time in the military, which was great, and uh, I learned a lot about discipline, I came back and my, you know, my brother said, hey, you want to go to college? And I said, no, you know, I'm really not there yet. He said, all right, you know what, go see Uncle Frank, he'll get you a job in the, in the elevator union. So I got a job in the elevator union. And for about the first two years, I did whatever I did. I made a lot of money. Um, it was one of the highest paid careers in the unions, um, for that matter. But I really didn't enjoy what I did. I actually honestly hated it. Um, and I just didn't, enjoy, I wasn't passionate about going to work. It was just a, a, a means to an end at that point. Um, and then I got introduced to some, uh, basically a insurance company that also did mortgages, which was also a multi-level marketing company. I did really, really well for about a year or so. And then the market went sideways and I basically went with it. Um, I was probably making seven, eight, ten thousand $10,000 a month, but I was spending 12 or 15. And at the time, I basically self-destructed, and my brother said, come to my house, I'll bail you out, and um, go see Uncle Frank. And I said, oh, my God, no, don't send me back to Uncle Frank. I go back, I get back in the union, and my uncle said, he goes, you know, I got to tell you, I have no problem with getting you a job again. And I said, why is that? And he goes, well, all your cousins that I got jobs for and people that, are, he, that, that we got jobs for people over the years really embarrassed me. He said, you know, to some extent, some of them ended up in OTB on the floor, passed out with the, with the coffee money. I mean, not even kidding, uh, you know, so I actually was one of the few that, you know, I, I remember my uncle saying, the only thing you got to do for me is slow down. He said, you know, I got, I got 
feedback from people saying, you know, he's just going to work us out of a job. And, and, you know, when you're in a union, the last thing you want to do is actually be the overachiever. That's really not the most popular guy in a union because you're really working yourself out of a job to a certain extent. So I leave the union. I start reading a book called Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I kind of rewire my own brain and realize, you know what, this isn't the perfect path for me. And after about 12 years in a union, I developed a patent, and I, and I actually needed cash. I ran out of money. My, my, buddy, my buddy says, you know, my mom does real estate. She sucks at it. He goes, you know, you've been thrown out of every bar in Hoboken at least twice. He goes, you know what, dude, you've actually, you'll do, for, you'll do amazing in real estate. So I get into real estate, and after about six months, the broker comes to me and says, you see all those people out there, kid? And I says, yeah. He goes, I'm paying you more this month than I pay them for an entire year. He says, you have a gift. You should really do real estate full-time. And I said, no, I can't do that, man. I, you know, I, I have a day job. I have benefits. My brother would kill me. After about a year or so, I realized that I really was really good at the real estate thing, and I hated my job. And I, and I still remember to this day, as I, I got to a point where I was, I was just so frustrated. I was on the roof of the building, and I realized that when the guy next to me said, hey, watch my stuff, Buster. And at this point, I'm a, I'm a maintenance man in the elevator business which is, at the, I was the youngest maintenance guy in the business, which meant I did pretty well after about 10 or 12 years. But I leaned over and I looked at Buster's paperwork and it was his retirement package. And his retirement package actually had his salary plus about 8% more than I was making, except he was there for 40 years. And all I could think of is, oh my God, I gotta be here another 40 years to make another 8%. What the hell, is, what am I gonna do? I literally walked out of the motor room, which is on the roof of the building where the, you know, you know, the proverbial glass ceiling, I was at the top of the building already. I was on the roof. I'm literally on the roof because that's where our, our office was. And I called my broker in the real estate business and I said, dude, I'm ready. What do I have to do to go into real estate full time? And he goes, well, you know, you probably want to get yourself laid off or something because <laughs> then you can collect unemployment. And I said, all right. So long story short, I end up in the elevator business full time. And I mean, on a side note, I'm renting a place from a guy who is what the unions would call a union organizer or the union muscle. I mean, like he, like some guy, this is a true story. Some guy cut him on the side of his face with a box cutter and left him for dead. And all I could think of is, oh my God, if I don't pay this guy the rent, he's going to come and kill me. He's got hands the size of my feet. He's like a professional boxer. This guy is the guy who they send when you're want, you know, when you don't want to be union and they want you to be union. So, you know, thank God all those guys are probably in jail or, in, or dead, so I don't have to worry about talking about it now, but it's a true story. And, you know, talk about scared straight or talk scared into doing business. So, lo and behold, I get in the business, and now I'm full-time, and I start doing it. I actually did really, really well because I followed the program and I followed the system. What's funny is, though, is I never told my brother. So now, about eight years later, I'm getting married. And whenever I talk to my brother, I'd, he'd say, oh, my God, it was freezing out. And I'd say, oh, yeah, it was really cold out. He goes, must have been cold standing on the side of that building. I was like, yeah, it really was. He's like, where are you working now? I'm like, ah, oh, someplace in Jersey. The reality was I was, in the, I was in the elevator business. I hadn't been in the elevator business for eight years. Um, when he came to visit our house in Jersey City, which was a 2,800-square-foot townhouse with a boat slip behind it on the Hudson River, north of a million dollars and he i'll never forget he looked at my wife and he said you know this real estate thing part-time is doing pretty good the elevator business must be really good i don't know what's going on and she goes she goes the elevator business what are you talking about he hasn't done that in 10 years and my brother was shocked and after the wedding and everything else my brother comes over and he says what the hell are you thinking and i said well here's what it is here's what the deal is 
And here's where the shift became. And this is where, you know, like I said to this young lady, I said, you know, up until that point, my brother was scared to death that I didn't have a plan and I didn't have an approach and I didn't have a strategy. And when I sat him down and I said, hey, listen, I, I hired these guys to coach me and I'm actually following the program and I'm really doing well at it because I know that if I get up in the morning and I rewire my brain every morning and I go to my office and I lock myself in from 8 o'clock in the morning till 1130 at night, and I'm sorry, 8 o'clock in the morning till 1130 in the morning, and I simply make you know, 25, 30 phone calls a day, I'm going to find one or two people that are going to be interested in doing business with me, and then I have to go see them. And of those of those eight or ten a week, I'm probably going to cancel two, two appointments. I'll go on three or four, and I'm going to take two. And so I basically had a plan to generate business on a regular basis. And, you know, that's all well and good to have a plan, but if you can't prove it and you can't prove that it works, then you got a problem. So over the past... 25 years I've used that strategy and that same strategy and quite honestly I mean we've been through every economic market shift whether it's been straight up or straight down we've always been able to you know I would say some years are better than others we've been able to either either survive or become or thrive depending on what we're doing and what's going on in the market at the time but I can tell you the one thing that always stuck with me was one of my mentors uh, was a guy named Jay Abrahams and he's still out there. He's one of the he's one of the most brilliant minds in business as business consultant. He does a lot of work with Tony Robbins. And and Jay summed up about two days worth of information in th- in three things. He said, "It's how much, how many times, and how many people." So you want to write that down. How much, how many times, and how many people? And Jay said, "I don't care if you're doing prostitution, if you're selling buggy whips, or you're selling real estate, or selling cars. It's how much is each car." How many times do they buy from you and how many people do you sell them to? And he goes, you could either increase any one of those and that is going to have a direct impact on your business long term. Well, all that's well and good, but if you don't have a strategy in order to contact those people and figure out how to go get them and keep track of them, then you got another problem. So what we actually figured out how to do was we've actually learned an acronym called PLAN. It's Prospect, Lead Follow-Up, Appointments, and Negotiate, and then... It's actually RR, which is repeat, rinse, and do it again. I'll say that again. It's it's prospecting, lead follow-up, appointments, negotiate, and then RR, which is repeat, rinse, and do it again. So what does all that mean? In that order, which is, and legitimately I did it for years, and I still do, which is get up in the morning, prospect, and look for new business. Once you get new business, follow up with the people that you've spoken to. Most people don't realize it. it used to be you had to follow up with somebody five to seven times. Now you got to follow up with somebody anywhere between eight to 12 times. So when you're talking about eight to 12 times for just one communication for one person, and if you need six or eight in order to find one person that's going to do something, that's a lot of communication. So what we're going to show you how to do is take the tactical information and the skill set of following up and then combine that with the artificial intelligence that gives you really intelligent information and also gives you leverage. And it allows you to contact those people with automation when you need automation. And then there's times when we're going to tell you not to use automation to call them personally. So then when you get all this together, what do you do? How do you make it all work? You track it, you duplicate it, you repeat it. Once you do all that, then you have to hire somebody sometimes to hire a coach. Whether you hire me or you hire somebody else, you can hire your spouse, you can hire your kids. You need somebody else, another set of eyes to look at that on a regular basis and look at it with a very open mind and go, what are the numbers supposed to be and what are they? 
And once you start looking at that, once you start looking at the numbers, like for me, I don't have to hear the story about your business. I could just look at the numbers and the numbers will tell the story. If I see that you're, you have a lot of expired listings, more than likely you're overpricing the listings. If I look at your business and it turns out that you're spending a tremendous amount of money on Zillow leads, except that you can't outspend your competition and you're not closing them, then we need to find another alternative strategy in order to generate business. And that's one of our pet peeves. It's like, you know, you know, people say, well, what is the solution to my problem? Well, get more leads, buy more leads. That really isn't, you know, in most cases, it's not the leads that are crap, as they say in Glen Gary and Glen Ross. It's the way your attitude, your approach, your expectations when you're communicating to those leads. So hopefully you got something out of today's um, podcast. I think one of the most important things is, again, the three things are, you know, how many times, how many people, and how much you need to pay for each one. Plan, P-L-A-N, prospect lead, follow up, appointments, negotiate, and then repeat, rinse, and do it again. Then track and duplicate what you're already doing and repeat it. And then hire a coach. If you're not sure who to hire, reach out to us. You know, we're not trying to sell you on coaching, but we do offer it. Um, you know, we may not be a good fit for you, but at least we can direct you in the right people. Uh, we've been coached over the years by, you know, I can't even count how many different coaches and different coaching companies we have experiences with. Some of the best coaches in the industry are friends of ours. We can actually direct you in that direction. Um, but if you can't afford a coach right now, hire your parent, hire your kids, or hire your spouse to actually look at your numbers together once a month or once a week, and have somebody else ask you, "Hey, what's going on? How can we, how can we help you?" Look forward to seeing you on the other side. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to 10X Real Estate Warrior Nation with Sean Chalice. Tune in daily for new updates and join the 10X Real Estate Warrior Nation Facebook group. Search Facebook for 10X Real Estate Warrior Nation. You can download your free 10X Personal Success Formula Blueprint at 10xpsf.com. That's the number 10xpsf.com. We'll talk to you soon on 10X Real Estate Warrior Nation.